Hello and welcome to Desi Sports. Uh, you're with me, Bharat, and my partner, uh, uh, Nevin. Nevin, hello and welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, and I'm doing good. It's been a hectic week with a lot of football, but I'm not uh, complaining. Well, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say that um, it's uh, non-stop football now with the uh, I League starting yesterday and ISL yeah, back yeah. from the uh, uh, international break, and obviously you're a big fan of the EPL, so a lot of football. So yeah, it's <laughs> going to be very much full time for the next few months. I'm looking yeah. out at a very, very cold Leicester, um, heavy frost. I hope it's a little bit warmer where you are. Way warm. <laughs> I, you could, uh, I mean, cool it down a little here, I think. It must be like some 25, 28 degrees here. Oh my so, goodness. Uh, it's a very, very good climate, actually. I like it this hot. I don't like it colder. Uh, I'm so not... I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely not complaining. No, I'm not a cold person, uh, cold weather person either. But this is what we've got oh. to look forward for the next few months. So <laughs> we'll have to wrap up really warm because uh, the mighty Leicester City are playing at home tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. Although it'll be cold, I'm sure the atmosphere will warm us up. But... Um, so you've had a busy week, uh, look, um, watching a lot of football. Um, I will come to the games this week, but I just wanted to take, um, your views on a couple of points because I'm sure they'll come up when we talk about some of the games. Um, mm-hmm. and in not any priority, but the first one was obviously, um, the sacking of John Gregory. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I know you said at the start of the season because of the start they had, he was under pressure, but was it yeah. unexpected or? No, I, I mean, it was unexpected that it would happen at 5 a.m. in the morning. Is so, that when it happened? <laughs> yeah, it's it happened at 5 a.m. in the morning. So nobody knows what happened that night and what transpired that led to John Gregory's sacking. In particular, to if you if you just look at the last few days, Chennai has been playing okay. Yeah. They got a victory and then they got a draw. Uh, so it's not been too bad. That's four points out of six when your team couldn't score a goal one week back. So, that way, if you just analyze by the week, Gregory was doing okay. But all of us were surprised that he was appointed or rather his contract was extended for this year in the first place. So, remember when we were doing our preview podcast, we were all a little surprised about how Gregory was given another shot with Chennai considering they had the worst season ever for any ISL team last time around. Yeah. So, it was always going to be tricky. It always looked like John Gregory didn't want to be there. So, uh, it, like he came out after the uh, Bangalore match, was it? And he said, like, he, he's like, he wants to move out. And he gave clear indication that he's going to quit. But then that didn't happen. They had, like, two weeks of international break. And that would have been ideal to get in a new manager and get that person's ideology. And they didn't do that as well. They waited for the international break to get over. Then Chennai played two matches and one match which was quite uplifting in the sense it was a late drama, like three goals in extra time to finally win a match. And so that that should have been like good motivation and the team must have, you know, really bonded over that victory. So that way, a little surprising that uh, John Gregory was given the sack. But purely in terms of uh, uh, if you look at the results and what the football's been so far, I think... In a way, it's fair, and we all knew it was coming at some point. Yeah, a lot of comment, especially on this podcast, has been made about the uh, type of football he plays, which is not surprising to me personally, coming from England. <laughs> but I did read somewhere earlier this week that he was saying how good the uh, chairman and the um, hierarchy in Chennai were. So I was very surprised when I read that uh, he'd been sacked. I didn't know about the timing uh, as well, which is mm-hmm. shocking. Uh, what do you think his his legacy is? Because um, obviously he did take him to the championship. He took him into the AFC Cup. Um, yeah. How do you think he'll be remembered? I think he should be remembered as a good coach. Uh, let's not uh, take away that from him. He he had a system going for him, and he troubled even the best of teams with that initial Chennai squad. And let me let's be honest. So Matarasi has also won a title with. Uh, uh, with Chennai, in. but he had a phenomenal team with Ilano and Mendoza and uh, all these likes of uh, even uh, good players back there. There was somebody called Mendy. So there was a very good, uh, good side, arguably the best in that uh, season that won the uh, ISL with when Matarazzi was a coach. 
it wasn't similar when grigory was on it though he had he didn't have that kind of players with him at his disposal so that way i think uh, grigory's uh, success at uh, chennai should be uh, seen as a as a sort of a bigger achievement than what mattered as he did that said there was a horrible season last time around and mm. that should have been the end so yeah. uh, you did nobody any like nobody benefited from this extension uh, neither did the club because the 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 team wasn't clearly motivated enough for this season you could clearly see the initial few matches nobody knew what to do uh john gregory's mind was never in this place he really didn't want to continue and uh, uh pre season is your good is a use your best bet at like setting up a team for the future and all that so management had like 2 3 months then uh they could have gone and got a better coach or you know started off with a different ideology or stick to the same ideology if you want to play that 442 kind of football get another english coach or anybody else who can come do it better than john gregory so yeah that transition didn't happen and i think everybody is uh, yeah the 5 am 5 am sacking is never nice i'm sure let's hope that he didn't have to hear it at 5 and he got to know about it earlier the evening before but, yeah i just want to yeah, take but, your view um uh, uh, hmm. in terms of what it's like here in england and in india i mean are there a lot of sackings in um isl or indian football generally is this a because yeah yeah yeah, yeah? it's probably doesn't get so much coverage as it does in england or anything but there is clearly a lot of sacking some people just like disappear there's not even like a a note put by the club saying oh this person is leaving so it can be that bad <laughs> so yeah it's so not something it, you can keep quiet <laughs> yeah it's not something you can keep quiet about but uh, uh, a lot of things happen in between so last year i remember gokulam had started off with binoj or just a coach suddenly somewhere he became like a technical director and gift raikan came in as a coach so these things happen and uh, there is no like uh, clear uh, there's no clarity in a lot of these uh, uh, sackings and why they were sacked and all that so uh, that way at least uh, the isl has brought more limelight and uh, uh, there is more uh, uh, consolidated conversation over these sackings before especially when in the i league days these things would happen and barring the Cal- calcutta clubs i think nobody cared so much okay somebody else will come that's it yeah. and the other thing i was uh, interested on was uh, how much do the fans have a say in this because obviously we've had two major uh, sackings here in the epl just this week um how much mm-hmm. and a lot of it was um you know fans um attitude and uh, pressure um how much of that applies in indian football it is definitely a factor but uh, uh it was a factor when uh, rene mjolston that uh, former united uh, um, team manager not the main manager or, or the exact designation he used to work with sir alex and he was a uh, kerala blasters coach two seasons back yeah two seasons back right hello yeah so uh, he uh, he had berbatov in his team and he had some issues with the fans the the football wasn't interesting enough for kerala blasters fan but kerala blasters fans were like a huge number and then they did all this boycott boycotting and uh, all that uh, all that uh, drama eventually leading to uh, the club sort of sacking the the coach or i believe that's uh, that's one of the reasons for the coach being sacked but um, chennai has doesn't have that kind of fan power i don't think chennai's decision was purely due to fan pressure or anything i think it's more down to the results itself uh but this this is a this is a worrying trend right i'm not a huge fan of fans having such a say and i think it's partly down to social media where everybody is hurt now some 15 years ago 10 years ago nobody cared about what you thought nobody cared whether sir alex was losing because uh i mean the thing is we might we might be sitting here in kerala and saying oh shit sir sir alex should be sacked but nobody would hear it we really? didn't have a venue to put it out i mean who do who do we say this to yeah you you can put a you can put a banner here in kerala nobody going to see and it's not going to influence the united board 
right now even from in asia or even from uh, australia you can influence these decisions because you are also coming out and joining in uh, emery out wenger out uh, all that stuff right so i think uh, fans getting so much power is also problematic it's not like everybody has a nuanced understanding of the sport and uh, about how and what the players themselves like so maybe it could well be the case that the players really enjoyed with working with john grigory yeah and yeah. you would never know about it and they must they must be upset with the fact that uh, the club was forced to uh, sack their manager so a lot of these things we don't get to know about but that's how the way it is and i think uh, well uh, social <laughs> media is something which we can't live without as well so yeah i mean the difference here all the premier league clubs even some of the championship clubs have very powerful uh, fan base social media channels mm-hmm. so they um, as you know arsenal tv is very very uh, mm-hmm. uh, famous uh, for various reasons so y- you can Correct, hear the yeah. fans version of this but chennai have got over a week um, before the next game um, any mm-hmm. men- any names being mentioned anybody queuing up to get this job uh i heard uh, uh, a, a rumor that a former bfc manager has applied so we are all sitting and hearing wondering who that uh, former bfc manager would be more likely to be ashley westford than albert roca but it'd be brilliant if roca is back in the league he's a taskmaster and he brings a certain philosophy to the uh, to the league so it'll be nice to have him back but i don't think him going to uh, bangalore's rivals chennai would uh, <laughs> that would spark off another series of events <laughs> in itself so maybe roka <laughs> might think that's that's not his uh, priority and also let's be honest the chennai team is not really something you you would enjoy working around well there's similarities so man- yeah there's similarities with yeah. a couple of epl clubs who are looking to change managers and there was talk yesterday who would want to go into that club is it similar with Correct, chennai exactly yeah it is very similar because uh, you look at the players they have and uh, the quality their side has there there is a spark of quality there are obviously uh, good players there they they can definitely be mid table or above but there is also motivation and there is also uh, not being able to work in the pre season with them and mm. all that so mm. I don't know how many managers would uh, take up such a job. Yeah, and they've got a, whoever takes up the job will have a tough uh, first game away to uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Jamshedpur. So we'll we'll see who um, mm. comes into the hot seat in Chennai. And, um, the other big news that was this week, um, and I've got mixed feelings about this, is uh, mm. the uh, City Football Group buying a majority stake in Mumbai. Um, what's mm-hmm. your take on this one? I want to know what is your mixed emotion about it first. Well, Citigroup, uh, this will be about their eighth or ninth club that they've bought. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of it is to do on the commercial side rather than uh, making these uh, clubs football. in the other okay. city okay. bigger. And you don't see the collaboration, from, certainly from our side. I know Man City have got an incredible mm-hmm. uh, setup here in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, for some of the clubs, they have sent... Um, uh, some of the ex-players uh, to go and manage Vieira being one of the major names, mm-hmm. but he didn't last in mm-hmm. New York that long. Okay. So, um, and the details from what I read are not very clear as to how this cl- uh, this stake will work and benefit Indian football. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, so. I'm not sure, and I've, I've read about previous collaborations and. Uh, nothing really yeah yeah so i don't i know there was a lot of hype and a lot of uh, talk about man city uh, buying um, the state so i've got you know i think it's more commercial than being good for indian football yeah i mean you could argue that definitely the the best part is that they have ownership now so unlike all these other partnerships that kept floating around where you heard uh, minerva tying up with monjan gladback you had uh, other clubs also making a few tie ups this is actually sitting o- city owning a team and that that's going to be different from all these clubs trying to leverage this partnership for you know better co- commercial deals at deals at home and all that so at least this is real this is happening city is actually involved and not like uh, not like a name there and apparently there are discussions where some some of their reserve players will travel to india for the season and uh, uh something reverse also will happen where some under 19 players will be given some sort of exposure uh back in manchester so all that can also be just floating around and nobody really knows if this is going to happen 
similar things have been said with other clubs as well so i understand where your skepticism is coming from i also am in a similar position but i think it will be different because of the ownership because they own the 65% of their club which means like if they've spent that much money they would want to do something about it right and india let's be honest is not like a huge market for like city merchandise or anything of that sort obviously maybe if they're looking at like a 20 or 30 or market then yeah maybe but right now there's not like a lot of fans of city in india maybe there's an upcoming generation who's seen this pep guardiola and uh, uh, late Pe- uh, that uh, and pellegrini days and all that but generally generally i think you still have your uniteds and arsenal and liverpool these are your i mean these have way larger potential than uh, city in india so yeah it's uh, we are just hoping that it'll bring some professionalism in that they'll improve the the infrastructure in bombay and uh, they'll they'll bring good uh, good uh, facilities in terms of uh, coaches in terms of uh, training in terms of uh, rehab medicine all that stuff they'll just improve it and bring in world class uh, uh, that that's the only uh, hope that we have to be very honest i don't think uh, Suddenly, they're going to pick another enter nineteen player and put them in Manchester City side no. and all that. That's that's yeah, not, that's just yeah, yeah, that's not happened with any yeah. of the other clubs that they've bought. And um, correct, yeah. When you look at the uh, the investment, yeah, they bought uh, stakes in eight or nine clubs, like I said, but none of those mm-hmm. clubs have gone on to dominate their leagues. You know, the investment hasn't correct, gone in. Yeah. When you look at Genoa. If I can get the name Girona. right, Girona or yeah. Melbourne or New York City, they've not gone to dominate but, their uh, leagues. Melbourne and New York is at least most of it is them, but uh, uh, Girona and all they don't have like a huge stake. They don't. They have lesser than fifty percent stake. Mm-hmm. So it could well be that there are other politics involved, and uh, they just saw it as a see. At least Girona plays in a very important league. Yeah. So they can just try out their players in that league and all that and not necessarily try to build the club itself yeah so That's... nobody knows hey it's 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 blatant use of power and money and everything everybody knows that and we don't like one club to be owning everything in the world right so yeah. all these red bulls and cities going and buying teams across the world is not fun yeah. but if it can improve the indian structure in some way i'm all up for it because See, with Red Bull, I'm quite happy with that because they do want the club to do, you know, dominate their league and they do pump the money mm-hmm. in. So that's the difference between uh, the City Group and Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully what you say will happen in the sense that uh, Mumbai um, will get the uh, professional side of uh, football team. So uh, basically right now the whole conversation about professionalism and uh, everything goes to Bangalore. Yes. Bangalore FC is like the epitome of professionalism and uh, facilities and all that. Yeah. Here is one bigger group now mm-hmm. and suddenly I think one, so Bangalore was very important in pushing the standards up in Indian football. So similarly we are hoping that Mumbai will come take and it take another it another yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's I think a realistic target. Yeah, so it's something we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on and uh, we'll see. Yes, I mean yes, Mumbai yes. have had a bit of a boost after that uh, announcement. Although I was surprised Correct. that FDSL were the people who were there announcing it, which is something else that surprised me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to uh, bring to you before we talk about the games, which is the most important thing, is something that uh, mm-hmm. Sunil Chetri mentioned, and this goes back to what we talked about in a couple of podcasts. Is um, how do we get game time for Indian players? And he was talking about mm-hmm. a reserve league um, mm-hmm. to give game time to these players that each of the ISL teams should have a reserve league uh, in Correct, some yes. standard. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think we've all been crying about it forever. Uh, the, it's just that most of the time these reserve teams are put in uh, second division sometimes and it's... It's all over the place and it's very erratic. Why don't they just like have a similar league like an ISL, play the same teams and just uh, maybe uh, maybe some of these I League clubs can also put their reserve team if they want to want to strengthen their reserve sides and play one league. It makes a lot of sense because I I've heard that Minerva is looking to field a reserve team this time around. So some of these I League clubs are also going that way 
so we can have a lot more of football and uh, and uh, so there won't be this problem right where when suddenly your main striker is injured or your main defender is injured and you have nobody who can just make that step up mm-hmm. you have people who haven't played for four months having to just jump into game yeah so that can be avoided and uh, yeah i mean see the it, it depends on the federation and the will to do it right yeah and sometimes i feel the federation needs some monetary and commercial benefits to start doing anything so uh they'll have to be convinced that this league will get some eyeballs or sponsors or whatever that's the only way they'll start which is sad mm-hmm. like in the larger uh, larger sense and if you can think say 20 years ahead getting your footballers is what will bring the money and not your Absolutely. immediate uh, immediate advertisement with coca cola or something yeah. you get good footballers the conversation will increase people will start watching and so for that you need to create a system there mm. but I mean, I mean, we can just go on about this but uh, i don't see anything changing it's good any people yeah people are talking about it and especially somebody with the stature of uh, sunil so uh, it's mm-hmm. good that the conversation is continued because there needs to be correct, some correct, sort of solution yeah. um just yeah. contrasting now with europe um something similar happens in the german league and spanish league i know for sure where mm-hmm. the second teams are playing in the actual national league structure though they're not allowed mm-hmm. to play in the bundesliga or in the mm-hmm. top division in spain but they're allowed to play in all the other leagues but contrast yeah, that with yeah. the uh, english premier league where we don't have a reserve league we used to back in the day but they stopped that mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. i think the reason being that english players are getting good game time so it's not so much of an issue here at the moment mm-hmm. uh, but it, mm-hmm. it's sometimes mentioned uh, that you know uh, the squad players uh, don't get enough game time and sometimes it's uh, and let's uh, also not forget that uh, your first division is uh the championship is uh, a grueling and highly testing league and like fiercely competed with like clubs that are really old like 100 year old clubs so that is a very good structure then and there so I, there is no need for a reserve team i suppose like uh, no need for a reserve league i guess like you can have a, a trim squad and then uh you can obviously loan players to these yeah. these many clubs out there so yeah, they've got it sorted i guess that's very uh, important here what you mentioned um the loan system um the premier league clubs do loan players to the championship mm-hmm. and division 1 um Mm-hmm. um so it does work really well here uh, lester's got a perfect example in barns we he played for west bromwich albion um in mm-hmm. the uh, championship really learned his game mm-hmm. and we brought him back in january and he's been a, mm-hmm. a regular for the first team so it, yeah. it, it it they've got a solution here in england um we've mm. just got to find one in india <laughs> hopefully very soon in india the, the surprisingly they don't loan to i league clubs also so so It's a lot murky and... Uh, See, that'd be a good solution. Also, yeah, uh, no, not really. No? I think I-League is also too small to uh, like be enough football. We need something else. We're talking about something I-League plus, ISL plus something else. Why do, you, why do you say yeah. the I-League is too small for uh, uh, ISL clubs to loan players it's to? It's just, just like 11 players again. And uh, these are teams with their own ambitions. So they don't want to like be a loan, uh, loan farm for some other club. They want to be their own club with their own identity. So uh, if they have an opportunity to identify a talent and sign that person rather than just develop it for the original team to just go back... because the mm-hmm. i league itself wants to sell players that's their that's their revenue right so them bringing on players and Be- so it, it, the i league the victory itself is not the biggest target i suppose most of these uh, uh, clubs are those feeder clubs so they they run on that feeder mentality where they develop young players and sell it so they won't take players on loan per se right because that's they can't sell their player see i thought that was pretty similar to what we had in in uh, england that um, uh, the premier league clubs would loan to the championship and that would be the similar mm. pattern where isl clubs would lend players or loan players to the i league so i thought that might work i mean uh, championship it, clubs it, see i'll tell you if, how it work if there was some incentive for winning i league which there will be in a few, couple if, of years in a couple of years maybe then the things will start changing but right now there's no incentive of winning there's not even like a big prize money at the end of the day 
So, <laughs> I'll come, oh, it, was, it, was, it was going to be my question when we start talking about the I-League, so I'll come to that. Hold that thought. Um, it is <laughs> going to be my, one of my questions. But uh, let's talk about football. Um, it's been a yeah. week of uh, draws in the ISL. Uh, what, what, um, it started off with uh, my own boys. Uh, I thought it was a good draw at home to ATK. Nil-nil. Um, yes, uh, but uh, how, how have you seen this week in the uh, ISL? Uh, so I've not uh, watched all the games. I've just uh, been super busy with a lot of work. So I've been just, uh, I, I had my laptop on, but I was also doing a lot of work. But definitely uh, something uh, uh, that we discussed again before the season started and how this was going to be a, a very closely fought uh, league. Mm. And so even the likes of Hyderabad is getting a, a draw with Bangalore. So I think that should uh, give a fair indication that the teams aren't like really uh, apart from each other. We thought Hyderabad was awful and Bangalore was the side to beat. But here we are but discussing he, a 1-1 draw. But Bangalore did, uh, Bangalore did um, dominate that game. I think they had over 20 shots. I am and... not a big believer of all this dominate <laughs> stuff if you can't score. <laughs> like, the... Two chances and two goals is way better than uh, 90 chances and shots, one goal. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it uh, like it really doesn't make a lot of difference. The let's be very honest. Uh, Bangalore is looking a little toothless in attack. Yeah, yeah. They are really good in defense, mm. uh, but like they are looking a little toothless in attack. And that one error in defense is pretty common. So you can't expect your defenders to have a flawless night. There will be that one error. And if the teams are going to capitalize on that, so Hyderabad did, Kerala almost did with that uh, offside call. So it's it's very thin line that uh, um, that Bangalore is walking on right now. So they need need to start scoring those three goals or four goals so that that one error doesn't really cost them big. So, but just yeah. to, just to mention. Um... Big win for Chennai, and um, I know we've we've talked about what's uh, what's happened since that victory. I was there at the stadium. <laughs> for, uh, I'm going to call it the England derby, uh, Phil Brown versus John Gregory. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. uh, good win for Chennai to get off the ground with their first win of correct, the season. Uh, what was the atmosphere like since you were there? It was it was dull. Was it was it? so dull. Like I was, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I was on my phone all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was so dull. It was probably like some two thousand, three thousand people had come for the match. Sorry if I'm getting the figures wrong, but that's like my general impression was some three thousand had turned up for the match, and it was quiet because nobody knew. It, it almost felt like there was some the, the club was jinxed or something. They just couldn't score. And then in the 90th minute, there's a goal. And I'm I'm struggling for the right words to describe this because it was more of a relief than joy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just like looking at each other and like, oh, we scored. We scored a goal. <laughs> that, that, that feels nice. It was a, it was a very funny and uh, everybody, okay? Like even the police people, everybody was just jumping with joy because, oh God, we've finally seen a goal after what, seven months. So... Uh, that, that was fun and that was so short-lived because in the next in two minutes Hyderabad equalized and everybody's still like oh shit now this is going to start now we're going to start talking about our defense now because uh, Chennai's defense has been horrible but the attack has been worse that the whole conversation has been around the attack yeah so and then another two minutes and they go <laughs> they go to the other side and score a winner and everybody's like this is like a lot of entertainment for a club that's been super boring so yeah it was it was good fun i think <laughs> it, was I, a, it was a comedy of errors rather than uh, some uh, great uh, uh, a great day for football or something i really felt sorry for a lot of my uh, journalist colleagues there because all of them had like written a 600-word copy about how Chennai are <laughs> hopeless and they can't score a goal. <laughs> by 90th minute, they most of us are done with our reports by like 60th, uh, by like 90th minute. So it was nil-nil, and Chennai didn't seem like they're going to score. So they wrote a copy around how Chennai is again struggling for goals, and suddenly this happens. <laughs> so uh, you have to like rewrite your entire. Uh, uh, copy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it just sums up where the two clubs are at the moment, uh, from what you describe yeah, in yeah. terms of the atmosphere and the attendance and the type of football. Uh, but I'll then... tell you where they are. They are in mid 90s, 
where this football was still okay <laughs> it was just like passing the ball to the white player hit a cross and the 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 player making the cross also doesn't have any any idea what sort of runs his forward is going to make same way they just put it in the ball uh, put it in the middle and hopefully something will happen out of it which same. it eventually turned out to be true as well so See, this is what we had to put up with. Uh, this you're seeing a glimpse of uh, the football in England from 1970s and early uh, 80s. This is yeah. what you've got as two managers there. So you're seeing what it was like. Um, yeah, I totally. But the I, next, I, I, I wrote, I, in my report, I, I wrote that also. I, I was like, I'm sure football has evolved from this. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's a. Yeah, but you, it clearly hasn't. It's still not for those two managers. And... No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know my views about them. Uh, but uh, the next day we had a big game. Uh, it was a brilliant win for Jamshedpur were away to Goa, inflicting mm-hmm. their first mm-hmm. uh, defeat. Um, mm-hmm. And it was good to see a couple of good starts for um, Indian players, uh, Gellert and uh, mm-hmm. Manveer. And so it was, it, it was good um, uh, contrast to the game you had in Chennai. Mm-hmm. Correct, and uh, also let's be honest, uh, Goa seems to be in a dip. Mm. Ever since that uh, really nice beginning Start. they had with yeah. a lot of Indian players, yeah, yeah, they're they're on a decline. And today's match against Kerala is also going to be very interesting because Kerala is horrible, but uh, with the suspensions to Len and uh, I think Jahu is also out, and so there there are a couple of injuries and suspensions and everything haunting uh, Goa right now. Mm. So. uh yeah so it might be uh, a tricky time for goa and there is also uh okay i'm i'm giving you like very inside information there are like couple of issues popping up against uh, lobera as well so uh, a lot of some people are not satisfied with his his, his approach there there are a few doubts creeping in within the team and this was not your goa even say some 3 4 weeks back yeah because they so st- something is wrong at in goa they need to address it really fast because yeah right now jamshedpur seems to be the team to beat they seem really they seem to enjoy their football and they seem to understand their football they know what they they have to do in the field and that's that's where the manager really comes in right they 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 have a clear idea of what football they are supposed to play and what they they can do so it's it's good i think jamshedpur is now the uh, the team to beat for me yeah really um because goa obviously started off absolutely incredibly with that all indian mm-hmm. lineup and the uh, type of football Karen. so yeah it'll be and there was a lot of uh, expectations uh, so i'm not surprised yeah. the coaches uh, little bit under pressure big game tonight obviously mm-hmm. uh, against your boys mm-hmm. um so it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how that pans out i think a draw Will be good for Kerala, but not for Goa. Is that fair? Yeah, I think. Uh, but it's also high time. I think Kerala also uh, picked up a victory. Uh, they've been just just generally poor, and there's also a lot of talk with uh, Ilko on Twitter. So he can't shy away. So it's almost like an addiction. So he keeps uh, having conversations with every fan who has a problem or. uh blocking people on twitter there's a lot of drama happening there so now it's high time that this guy comes up with that tactical masterclass that he himself is claiming that he can do so we'll see what like, happens <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens because he is jumping into very difficult territory for himself by engaging in these conversations and uh, you know saying that they were better than bangalore in that previous match and all that so Yeah, tricky times for uh, Kerala Blasters, but my weirdly, I have a feeling they might just, beat Goa. Really? Yeah. That's just gonna yeah, be. Yeah, because I because I think Goa is on a down. Some something about Goa doesn't seem right for me. I hope it's uh, I'm wrong, and I really like Goa, and I really want them to be successful because they're really important for the Indian team. Mm-hmm. Because you have a lot of uh, people who should be playing in the international side. who are playing for fc goa so it's very important for them to be successful i really want fc goa to be nice and enjoying the football but gut feeling says <laughs> gut feeling says it's is going to be either a, a narrow win for uh, uh, kerala or it's going to be a goal scoring fest for goa <laughs> it's it's going to be either of these it's, there's no in between <laughs> well i'll look forward to that uh, seeing that game and uh, not watching it but catching up the highlights and some clips and seeing what the result is on the back of what you've just said <laughs> um my boy's got a really good um 
well, again, away from home, a point uh, to Chennain, um, came back twice um, from being a goal down, so it was a good result. But yesterday, mm-hmm. you mentioned ATK, uh, late drama in um, Kolkata. Correct, yeah. Um, so your your team at the moment uh, is Jamshedpur rather than ATK? Uh, yeah, for me, somehow. I, I mean, ATK seems the better squad. They definitely have better players in their ranks and all that. Still not surprised, like still not really a fan of uh, them pushing Suseiraj to a, a wing back sort of a position and all that. But they have their reasons because they've got like two fantastic strikers up forward and uh, they. So all that is definitely interesting. But uh, uh, he, uh, you you want to talk about yes yesterday's match in particular means. Uh, well, I thought uh, Mumbai was uh, Mumbai shouldn't have been allowed to come back. Uh, no, in terms of have eleven players on the field, they were just extremely physical, and uh, the referee had another nightmare. Lot of rash tackles flying in with no yellow cards, and it was all over the place. And you can call it a great strategy by Bombay, and like Mumbai sort of realizing that oh, we are playing against a technically superior side, so we will just go in all physical and intimidate them and get the results. But I am not a huge fan of these many tackles flying in. It was just, it turned out to be like, a, uh, yeah, it was not fun to watch at all. I, I saw it, I, I only saw the highlights and there were a lot of fouls in the highlights. So I can understand it was just a, a very... Uh, well, you, 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 you mentioned all the tackles and I was reading somewhere this week about... Uh, the game in, um, I think it was the Goa Jamshedpur where they had a referee called uh, Venkatesh, I think I've got that right, who likes mm-hmm. to show yellow cards and red cards and mm-hmm. he's got a bit of a track record. I think there were seven yellows mm-hmm. and one red, so maybe he was needed yesterday and there might have been <laughs> yeah. uh, quite a few we reds. Would have, uh, we would have uh, ended up with uh, like a futsal number of players. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the case. And that's but, a topic yeah. for another podcast, the refereeing standards yeah. and whether we need VAR in the ISL because they can uh, maybe do with a bit of help. Do they have the money? Oh, I don't think money's an issue in ISL. FDSL, I'm sure, will. Uh, if it means they can add an extra advert during the uh, um, <laughs> yeah, review yeah, or something like breaks, that. Yeah, um, yeah so yeah. It, I'm maybe, sure that yeah. it, but it's something we should talk about because uh, <laughs> we can send you our VAR from the Premier League because we don't want it. Um, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, it's going to be a big week, and the, uh, I'm especially looking forward to how um, Northeast get on because they've got two big games away to Jamshedpur mm-hmm. and then home to ATK. So it'll be a big mm-hmm. week to see where the teams because we're third of the way through the season, and you've yeah. mentioned uh, Jamshedpur and uh, ATK are at the top, um, but Northeast are there as well. So I think uh, just a word about Jamshedpur. It's also showing how the tie up with ATK is helping, and this is also something we discussed earlier. And so not with ATK, sorry, with Athletic is helping. Uh, I told you this where uh, I thought uh, the ATK side was immense when it was Atletico de Kolkata because that partnership meant they brought in like good people from Spain. So Sergio Castile is another example of how uh, he's the typical kind of forward that an ISL requires. He's big, he's got decent ball control and uh, he's partnering well with his other foreign mates uh, across the uh, Jamshedpur lineup. So definitely... Uh, so there are partnerships that can be fruitful also. It's not like all the partnerships with uh, clubs sort of fail all the time. So, yeah, just putting in that point. No, no, that's a fair point. And uh, hopefully um, what you said about Mumbai before as well, you know, there's, we'll see uh, another level yeah, of improvement hope, yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I know November has been a bit of a stop-start month, uh, but it is gone. We're into December. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. uh, from what you say, uh, Jamshap are going to take your awards for the month. Player, manager, and team of the month. Are they all coming from Jamshedpur? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm inclined to. Yeah, I'm inclined to give it to them because everybody else uh, has been. Bangalore got a very important win against uh, Kerala Blasters and Chennai. So those are their two major rivals. But let's be also honest that these two are in your top top two teams anyway. So while Bangalore might feel nice about those two victories, um, it's it's simply not enough to. Uh, uh, call them the best team in the uh, ISL right now. And similarly, F, uh, FC Goa has had a, uh, a blip. So that way, I think uh, Atletico and Jamshedpur are the better sides right now. 
sorry i keep calling it atletico it's 80k <laughs> 80k and uh, um, jamshedpur are yeah the best sides so, right now so could, between them maybe eriando and the jamshedpur let's just start on them like everything because he's not even on social media and he's <laughs> so <laughs> for right now i think i'll take a coach like that who's going to get your player of the month are you going to get stick with castell um i know adrian uh, santana had a good uh, couple of goals this good, week yeah, as well yeah yeah so see you see the similar type of uh, characteristics in these two forwards right they're big and yeah. uh, they are they're like your jiru sort of a striker they they offer their physicality they're also very decent with their footwork they're not like really yeah. clumsy like a, a peter crouch let's okay peter crouch is actually a good player let's me not well <laughs> like, i could, I, I could argue on that one but no i'll let it go <laughs> No, at least I'm saying if Peter Crouch had come to India, then he might have been a star. So, <laughs> so that's that's another topic. But uh, yeah, just just generally, uh, one of these players maybe. Uh, okay. Uh, Brilliant. Okay, so uh, we'll give the awards to uh, Jamshedpur because it has been a start-stop uh, month, and uh, we'll see mm-hmm. uh, how December goes because obviously Roy Krishna was there after yesterday's goals as well. Um, I thought mm-hmm. Kamaljit um, got good reviews uh, as a goalkeeper the other day as well uh, for Hyderabad. So uh, a few players uh, making their mark. Yeah. Um, I want to now. Talk about the uh, incredible. Well, I, I was going to use the incredible, but it was bit really down to the social media that I saw around the fans uh, for the two opening I League games. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my boys started off with a really good um, draw, in my opinion. But you might tell me different yeah, against uh, Mohan Bagan. No, it's, it's a big yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but the, I thought the fans were really passionate. It was great to see uh, scenes of the stadium. Like I said, I think you've been mm-hmm. there, you've witnessed it, so. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nothing new to you, but it was to me. And then uh, you had an incredible turnout in um, Kerala for the Gokulam game. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. 30, so, 31,000 apparently. That is incredible. Um, and it goes back to what you said. I think that's a, that, I think that's a, a, a adulterated figure. I don't think 31,000 people were there. Let's be very honest about it. Well, let's say but even... 25,000, yeah. Yeah, so that's still incredible. Yeah. Um, and that's the still pa- incredible. And yeah. also the passion. They weren't there just there, you know, just sitting and watching a game of football. They were really passionate fans. And uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you brought that across, to be fair to you, last week when you were giving a bit of a preview to us for the I-League. Mm-hmm. And it came across yesterday to me, certainly, um, especially with, uh, when I saw the Isol fans chanting and mm-hmm. you know really uh, getting behind their team it was fantastic to see because it goes back to what you started saying earlier that um what is it that they're playing for i know there's an afc cup uh, place available mm-hmm. uh, but what is motivating them but i think it's a passion for football certainly for the fans yeah correct yeah and um and it was... some of them run it as a, a, a potential like a feeder club sort of setup where they identify nurture talent and they'll probably get like a good deal out of an ISL club. So that's the only revenue for these clubs right now. There's nothing else. So that's also why you see a, a certain ownership pattern, where especially in the Northeast. You know, these are uh, influential people who are using the football club's mileage to get their own uh, you know, popularity up, which can then result in votes or better deals or things like that. So generally they, uh, it's it's like a um it's not something that people are looking at as a i want to run a football club that's going to make profit and uh, bring in ronaldo someday there's no such thoughts there in the i league at least right now which is which is also being very realistic so it does house india's two prominent clubs in east bengal and mohan bagan but even they have toned down uh, they are not the ones making the biggest signings in india anymore they are not the most attractive club for players to go to also so if a young indian is popping up and uh, that person doesn't want to go to say isl or doesn't didn't get an offer in isl i think today in 2019 that person will still think whether he should go to a chennai or an east bengal some 10 years back that thought wouldn't have happened if east bengal is making an offer you go you go yeah 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 right now i think they are also thinking maybe i should go to a chennai they probably got a better structure or uh, they're playing better football that will help me develop. All these thoughts are now coming in. So the, the Giants are also losing their power to attract uh, people into their uh, their team as well. So And you see, like, like Simone Bagan has taken up players on loan and playing them. 
they haven't like really gone out and bought the most attractive player out there and do you think yeah, any of, any of the indian players um uh, there are quite a few internationals playing in the i league as well uh, but do you think mm-hmm. any of them players would be able to get into the national team while whilst playing for an i league team i don't see it so let's just be honest so last year i think we discussed this again uh, gaurav bora had a very good season in the center back position for chennai city and considering the lack of options in the national team if he didn't make it i feel nobody can really yeah so like and uh, jobby justin also i think social media got him to uh, uh, the national team setup than the actual interest you saw jobby score a lot of goals for east bengal last season and we had no option for uh, no backup for chetri but they still stuck to a balwant and uh, manmeer and all that and was not really happy using jobby and eventually what he got 50 minutes 40 minutes of game time under steam match and then he's also off now he's no longer part of the squad also so yeah so you've seen i don't the, think so yeah. is the standard of football big difference between i league and isl no i disagree i don't think there is a huge there difference yeah. i think maybe with top teams yes like a like an fc goa or bangalore are playing uh slightly better football than uh, what uh, the i league clubs are doing but yesterday i was seeing gokulam's match they seem like a very good team so i would definitely fancy a, a match between a gokulam and bangalore fc at this point well, because uh, in the pre season yeah, i think I, they had I, a, a victory didn't they gokulam they had a victory and now you understand it was not a fluke by any chance it was mm. it was a genuine victory yeah. so Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, Coach Dimank does go and see some um, I-League games. Um, he's always, you know, correct, saying correct. that Indian players aren't getting ta- game time, but a lot more Indian players are getting game time in the I-League. And uh, since Which you say, which is not necessarily true, it's really? not necessarily true. So you see, you still see a Gokulam play five foreigners. So, but you if you go, if you do the you if you do if you do the numbers, there's you know a lot more Indian players potentially correct, correct. available. Because it's not like it's not like. Uh, Uh, every team is like gokulam yeah so yeah. say somebody like last year shillong lajong played with an all indian squad mm. and you will see you will see the likes of aizwal and neroka yeah punjab all of them they might not use their full quota of foreigners mm. they usually play like three or four or something yeah and what we really should look at is like a positions like a like a defender It's and in positions that we really ah uh-huh, yeah especially that that that's one area we should probably look at into uh and also hope that if there are like decent center backs sitting in your bench you would rather rather see them going and playing for an i league side than sit, sit in a bench for an isl team but how do we sit here and comment on all these players also need their money they need better facilities they are not really happy going to an i league setup so Yeah. It's not so black and white, and uh, mm. the the simple option is to just go to an I League squad. They have they come with a lot of problems in terms of facility, in terms of yeah, in terms of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In terms of wage, everything. So I'm hoping, um, you know, Coach Timak does uh, ha- have a look at the players that play yeah, in so the I League. Yesterday, and... I think uh, uh, Gokulam played a, a three-man centre back. Yeah, and uh, the two of them were Indians. So. So there there yeah there you go obvious yeah, exactly. example um we always want, we didn't speak about all the clubs i want to pick up a couple of clubs um in the future mm-hmm. podcasts as well um but yesterday mm-hmm. uh, gokulam played uh, niroka uh, it's a club that's yeah. completely new to me um what can you tell us mm-hmm. about they from the northeast what can you tell us about them yeah they uh, they are based out of imphal uh, manipur Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's also another pretty location, playing in a pretty stadium, and not on an artificial turf. They actually play on grass. So <laughs> that's <Wow>. one positive <laughs> uh, twist to the tale. Um, they, I think, uh, they've been around for last two seasons, if I remember right. Right. Yeah. Two last two seasons uh, is when they uh, the the season which Minerva won the title, Neroka could have won the title as well in the final day. Right. So it was okay. a battle between Neroka, uh, the Minerva, and the Calcutta clubs. So, what did you Neroka's, think of them yesterday? Uh, poor, poor right. in the sense I don't think they have the similar quality like last two years. 
previous okay. two years there was genuine interest but neroka faced a lot of issues prior to this uh, season with the lack of clarity of i league right. there were talks about the club shutting down the main sponsor pulling off so it's i'm just happy that they're there and they're playing the football um, but uh, clearly this is not your uh, well oiled team that uh, gift raikan is managing but hopefully they'll still be able to come up with some uh, some good football and i think uh, so we actually have a derby now in imphal because there are two teams playing out of the same city all right so there is also trau t r a u trau okay so yeah trau is also from the same city and uh, they seem to be the one with the bigger interest and bigger investment this time around so they won the i league second division last time around and got the qualification into i league and they've come in and spent some money on some foreigners and they've got like so we have an actual derby uh, <laughs> apart from the calcutta derby happening well, this I've time ju- around I've, i've just looked at their name and it stands for tidem road athletic union football club that is a proper yeah. old fashioned football club name isn't it <laughs> yeah. trial yeah, i was yeah. wondering what that stood for but uh yeah. right so they actually based in the same city yeah they were both manipur clubs and both from imphal wow i'm going to look forward to that one uh, that should be yeah. uh, a good local derby that should be a good match to visit yeah that should be a good fun match to visit uh, to really get a sense of in football and all that but right and it's they... very difficult to go to imphal is still easy imphal is still accessible because there are a lot of flights flying into imphal right okay so you can obviously fly to calcutta or guwahati and then take another flight which is not so expensive as well all these major uh, carriers are all running to imphal so it's not that difficult say aizawl is way difficult to reach is it There very few flights flight options and it's very expensive also and then you have to still get down at lengpui airport and then it's another uh two hour journey so listen for passionate yeah. aizawl fans like me that won't be a problem um uh, of course we'll <laughs> we'll get to a game one day um, i'm sure you'll take your camera and also make a good proper holiday out of it so uh, no is, yeah hopefully yes that is on the bucket list but now that you've mentioned i i wasn't aware of this uh, manipur derby that is one for the yeah. uh, something to look out for uh, but overall a, a great start for the i league i'm already looking you know forward to the games today because there's some mm-hmm. famous clubs uh, churchill are playing today um mm-hmm. and um against the renamed punjab um mm-hmm. so um and then we've got uh, east bengal uh, playing sometime uh, later on this week um very quick question because um as always our football podcast you know we can talk forever and it's been absolutely fantastic as always um i wanted to ask you last week when we were doing um the previous show about basket this week um if there were two clubs that were really set up because there will be um a process at the end of the season where two clubs i league clubs can apply to join mm-hmm. the um uh, long as they pay the fee are there two clubs that stand out for you that are i mean my obvious ones would be but this is being uh, an outsider is uh, the two kolkata clubs but are yeah. ready to join the isl rather pay the fee and what have you hi uh, it is going to be very tricky i don't know whether any of these i league clubs would want to pay that money right okay and i league being i league they will all be fancying winning the title also so right. <laughs> uh they might be thinking okay we can do another two year wait and try to qualify through that process or uh, you can uh, so the pressure will obviously be on the calcutta clubs yeah. they are the ones uh, where uh, they, they, the the fans are demanding and they'll probably want to go into the isl so that they get the status of being india's biggest again right so i also think those are your easiest options so East Bengal and Mohun Bagan is what I'd I'd pick as well, but there are other complications. You would then want to share that stadium with another third stadium, <laughs> uh, third team. So yeah. there's, there's an 80k, and so I think this year they they are playing out of different stadiums, and not necessarily all matches will be played out of Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah. So that that seems like a a sign of what is to come soon. So okay, let's let's wait and see. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah. Financial financially. Uh, so basel has a fc basel has a tie up with uh, chennai city fc the mm. the swiss club yeah yeah so they are putting in some money there so yeah. if they are genuinely interested in terms of competing and uh, 
uh, entering the Indian football scene properly, then they could afford Chennai to. City has the infrastructure and everything there to and the financial backing. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, financial backing there to do it. Um, just I don't f- think Basel has so much money. Okay. Fifteen crores still uh, a, lot a lot of money. Of money so. Yeah, but yeah. The, so uh, I don't think they want to exposure. You never know. But there's a. It's good to know that there's a couple of clubs that could potentially mm-hmm. either through fan Even power Punjab or Punjab FC is now being backed by Round Glass Group, which is a, a better like they have more money to burn. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, and Punjab being a area with no other football club they're really competing especially with Delhi Dynamos shifting to Odisha yeah. that entire north Indian region is for them to dominate yeah yeah. So it'll be a nice club. They can invest and be back in the ISL and yeah, it might be part yeah, of the rebranding yeah. as well in preparation. So it'll be correct, interesting correct, to yeah. see. Um, just one uh, quick question before we leave the I League, mm-hmm. and I take your views on a couple of things that happened here in England. Uh, Floyd mm-hmm. Pinto was um, yeah uh, replaced as the coach of the Indian Arrows. Um, do you have a view on that one? Um, I was not surprised because of the campaign in uh, the Asian qualifiers. Um, what do you think? Uh, and being replaced by the assistant manager of the national team. Mm-hmm. Were, you, I, were you surprised? I was surprised by the replacement. Yeah. I was like, why don't you be serious about this team? And I'm not saying the new coach is bad or anything. Mm. But uh, here is an opportunity to give it to some like proven coach and uh, really build something right let's at least make it look like we're really serious about this project mm. so even floyd's appointment was like what what is this unproven coach doing with the finest talent in the country mm. and things haven't really changed right you you've given another it's almost like indian arrows for coaches as well so <laughs> if you're an upcoming coach why don't you uh, coach this side, but that's not the priority. Right? The priority is to identify players, and uh, if not, if not foreign coaches, and if that's beyond your budget, then at least there are good Indian coaches who are like proven and they come play with an identity and all that. So, why don't you give it to them? So, do you think it'll make a difference yeah. him being part of the national setup that uh, you can see players from Indian Narrows going straight into the national team squad? Because I can't. That's part of the idea, uh, yeah. isn't it? Uh, not, I don't know. So I think they are also seeing it as a business opportunity where they can identify players and sell it. And uh, so they're running it like a club only without relegation. So it's it's so convenient for the football federation to just run a club like that. No worry about relegation, no worry about anything of that sort. Uh, and also get, make money out of their sales. So uh, yeah, the purpose of Indian Arrows remains to be really understood. You have the likes of Narendra, who is now getting game time in Jamsapur also. Finally got a start, yeah, the other week. Yeah, and yeah, and also uh, got got a chance with the national team as well. But not enough number for me to justify a team. But uh, let's just believe that uh, people know better. And I, <laughs> did we discuss this earlier? My, my question is how, if they're not ready to face like a relegation, if they yeah. haven't gone through they the grind, do they develop as a yeah? Do they yeah. develop as a full footballer? Yeah, it's good. So no, fair point. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, you need that added pressure. Fantastic um, roundup of what's happening, and it's incredible with two leagues, uh, two really good leagues as well. Um, I'm more interested in the I League, believe it or not, right now after <laughs> start yesterday. Welcome, welcome to the clan. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a convert already, so um, I'm looking forward to speaking more about that. And like I said, I'm already looking yeah. forward to uh, these derbies coming up. Um, very quickly, um, are you happy with the return of the special? one yeah yeah i mean who doesn't like him in the media giving all those comments and all that were you surprised so, he took like, that job yeah i was yeah so uh, was i yeah. i thought uh, i didn't think he was uh, the right person for uh, no. the tottenham project but no. uh, especially for daniel levy but uh, that's how it goes so here is Mourinho's chance of saying oh i'm not just all money and i'm, I'm also a perfect manager <laughs> i think since porto He's never had that opportunity. He's always managed like big sides with big money and yeah. big title aspirations. So with Spurs, I think he has an opportunity to be build that team like a Porto side, identify a couple of players. I think already Dele Ali is now playing like another player. And uh, he's got a good side. Let's be honest, Spurs are not a bad side. They've got like decent strength. 
so if uh, danny levy allows him to make that 100 million 100 million i think is a okay budget for even tottenham so that's every a, season you no. give him 100 million i think that's a huge <laughs> budget for daniel levy <laughs> no he doesn't uh, spend yeah. that sort of money he he spent it on mourinho he could have uh, obviously taken uh, somebody cheaper Mourinho is getting way I mean, more than way, all the players. Wage-wise, right? yeah, so, but there yeah. will be strict conditions. I think he's brought Mourinho in to ensure they've got Champions League next year with the new money, the mm-hmm. new stadium, and everything. They can't mm-hmm, afford mm-hmm. not to be in the Champions League. Um, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting when Mourinho asks, asks for transfer fees and the type of players he buys. Because uh, do you think that conversation didn't happen? I'm sure they had that conversation. Right? What's that? About the that, transfer, uh, the yeah transfer kitty that uh, Mourinho obviously would have demanded. Well, I'll be very surprised if Daniel Levy uh, gets his wallet out for Mourinho if he didn't do it for Pochettino, and he was an incredible manager. He is an incredible yeah. manager. Uh, you know, if he gets it out for Mourinho, because Mourinho's track record. No, but what if there is an option where Mourinho can generate some revenue of sales and then. Use that for somebody else, and all. Let's be honest. I really like this uh, Tottenham side also because I think they are very uh, direct, and that sort of suits Mourinho. I don't think he generally likes working with, say, the other uh, likes of these Pedro and Million and all that. He prefers those bigger and direct players. So I think with uh, Tottenham, you have like Harry Kane, so on, uh, Lucas. All of them can play across the front three. And then you have somebody like Dele Ali, Eric Dyer, who can put that added physique into the so- squad. So I, I don't know. I don't think they're like that bad. You know, they they, they, they have they, decent players. Yeah, they were, they, but they were a good team to watch. And Mourinho teams aren't good yeah. teams to watch. And this goes back to fan power. Tottenham fans are used to seeing good football. And mm-hmm. not the Mourinho way of a good 1-0 mm-hmm. defensive victory is really good for him. Um, but, but he's the same coach who went and scored so many goals with the Real Madrid side, right? So Well, he started this week. I mean, he, he, I think they've scored about 9, 10 goals. Five goals um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, you've got to see, he's had a fairly easy start. Uh, West Ham away, despite your result yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say Bournemouth that. Bournemouth yeah. at home and then the midweek result in the Champions League. So we'll see how, yeah. uh, especially when January transfer window comes and what he's uh, what he yeah, does, um, mm. but um, no, I don't think it's a fit. Uh, but we'll see how that pans out. I think it's a short term, <laughs> just to get into the Champions League, and then uh, we'll see. Because he's not left any club in a good way, um, apart from probably Porto, and that's going back right to the start. Yeah. Um, there's another vacancy in North London. Um, I wasn't surprised <laughs> Emery's gone. Uh, there's been a call yeah. for him for weeks, especially on the fans' yeah. uh, social media. I um, hate these fan channels. To be very honest, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's just it's funny because you are not involved, and like you are like oh, I love the fact that people are laughing at Arsenal, but at some point it just becomes you just imagine yourself in as an Emery or uh, as a player or something. I think this is just criminal. Yeah, just these people don't have any life now. Just just surrounded social media here wherever they go. It's just uh, Arsenal TV. Yeah, I think they sign up for it. Yeah. yeah, Arsenal TV is probably the best at it or worse, however you want to look at it. But yeah, uh, yeah they have a regular list of characters that come on. They're gonna you've get got somebody called uh, Angry Rant Man from India who oh, does all these yes, series. Yes, <laughs> I mean I can only tolerate like the first eight seconds of it. After which I get like a high BP and I have to change. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't think he's put a, um, a post out after yesterday's uh, defeat. Uh, first one that is going to put a little bit of pressure for um, Frank Lampard. Yeah, um, yeah I, I saw the highlights. Um, a little bit unlucky, but um, the, he had, he had your Chelsea chances. Didn't, Chelsea dis- didn't deserve to win, I thought. No, yeah, was no. Just, yeah. But uh, losing at home, that was uh, totally unexpected to West Ham. Uh, yeah. But um, we'll see um, how Frank reacts. Uh, there's midweek games so uh, this week mm-hmm. in the uh, Premier League. But uh, a bigger game is uh, this evening. Uh, the mighty Leicester City at home to Everton. Um, it's a yeah. big, big game for us um, because it could open Thanks, up yeah. a bit of a gap. 
but we'll see we're Leicester mm-hmm. City so you never you never know you never take anything <laughs> for granted but I'm really looking forward to that game you've got a big game uh, your boys are playing Goa so um, lot to look forward I to this evening. I travel to Chennai. Of course, so yes. That's <laughs> You've got it overnight yeah. to Chennai. So um, yeah. I, I wish you a safe and sound trip back to um, Chennai. You. And yeah. um, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always, speaking to you, uh, Nevin. Really Thank enjoyed it. Sir. And um, mm-hmm. have a fantastic week back home. Um, and uh, hopefully I'll speak to you next week when there'll be, as All always, right. a lot to talk about. Definitely. Yeah. Take care, my friend. Mm-hmm.